Welcome to 2022. The future is here, and I am Simon Cardi. This is the IGN UK podcast. Dale Driver, what's the future like? Uh, bleak, I'd imagine. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sorry, future boy. The future Thanks is still looking at Simon Cardi on a beanbag <laughs> in front of his wardrobe. <laughs> <laughs> it's a brilliant place to buy. Some people would pay, you know, maybe no two one pounds would pay. for that. Of two pounds. <laughs> That is, yeah, as much as it's... I don't even know how much a tube fare is these days. How much um, what? The, a tube fare is. I just oh. pay it. I have oh. no idea how much just a single th- tube fare is. I thought you said two pay. I, th- I, thought, you said a, I thought you said a tube pair. <laughs> <laughs> how much is a... Just like, yeah, if you want to get on the tube. I have no idea. Like three uh, pounds? Uh? It's about two pound twenty zone one to three, I reckon. Okay, then. Well, that's Not how sure. much it costs to see me on a beanbag joe how are you i'm fine thank you i am good what 20 percent fatter than Ooh, i was well, the good. last time you heard me I've holiday eaten weight in two a lot weeks. of turkey wow. drank a lot there of booze it was great 20 2022 does have sort of a sci-fi futuristic sound to it doesn't it, it? does am i yeah. Matt? yeah it does you know it feels like we're living in truly Modern times. Uh, let's talk. There's a hundred percent seventies pulp sci-fi novels set in 2022. Oh, absolutely. Wow. Well, I mean, what Blade Runner was what a couple of years ago? Like we're yeah. part. We are post yeah. Blade Runner. Hoverboards are old news at this point. Mate. Exactly. On our way to 2049. Uh, hopefully. Right. Anyway, let's let's take a little look at the past. So obviously, it's been a few weeks since we've recorded a podcast, and nothing really. A few new things came out over Christmas, but we're gonna do a slightly different thing here, and we're gonna talk about each of us have our top five things that we did over Christmas. So our top five things we played, we wow. watched. Um, you know, a lot of them might be films and TV. Some of them might be games. I didn't put anything. I was going to be a little bit funny and be like, oh, my roast dinner might be at number four on Christmas Day. I didn't do that. <laughs> I was thinking of putting my, my Boxing Day sandwich on there, but if if you follow me on Instagram, you've already had your fill of that. Exactly. So, no, no. And I may would... I remind you, last year's sandwich special, peak podcast stuff if you haven't gone back if you're a new listener in the last year last year's christmas day episode it's as good as it gets if you want a taste of what our podcast isn't (laughs) go to to the sandwich special you uh you said top five i don't i like i i I changed the rules a little bit well joe suggested it in the morning meeting where going from five is bad to one is okay i've done the top five i've done because i did i watched a lot of film stuff but i've just gone for the top five i'm I'm saying that I'm looking at my list. I don't know if I'm consistent with that. It's very much five is not good, and the, the so this rest is just are good. Five things. Five things. They four and did one. Over. I call this four, four and four one. And one. <laughs> four for them. One for me. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, well, well, when we go, uh, we'll we'll take turns. We'll go round round robin style. Uh, who who wants to who wants to go first? Who wants to kick things off with their fifth? You've, just to check, you've got dishonourable mentions on here as well. Are we oh doing yeah, that so afterwards? after. Yeah, after we've gone through our fives, just a chance to mention anything that didn't fit into cool. our top fives. They cool. can be good or bad, that section. So that's why there's nothing bad on my top five, whereas Dale is just hate-filled. Yeah. No, it's, I promise it's not. <laughs> Merry it's just Christmas. one thing. Maybe we should just start with that one thing and get it out of the way. Okay, you and start this, with the ho- whatever terrible thing you did. The last time that you two were on a podcast together, let's just continue that conversation. No, we're not. And talk I'm about not, the no, Matrix. I said I'm never talking about this thing again. <laughs> I am not saying anything about this. You can you can talk about this film. So, oh, do we have to preface this with spoilers? No. Uh, if we wanted to get into it, like, well, it yes. depends how much I you're going to get no, into I don't, it. I don't want to get into it. Uh, actually, <laughs> yeah, maybe if you're really cautious, skip ahead like five minutes. Mm. But 
I'm going to be loose with it, I think. Try not to spoil anything. Get loose. Things. Get loose. I have seen The Matrix twice now, which... Mad. The Matrix Resurrections. I, yes. Not, no, okay. sorry. Uh, yeah, Resurrections, yeah. Right. yeah. Um, and I didn't like it, but I've seen it twice. And that is curious to me. Why? I, like, I felt the urge as soon as I saw it, I needed to watch it again. Mm. And I think the main thing, main problem I had with it is a lot of it didn't make sense but I felt like I was being stupid, like I was missing stuff. And then watching it back a second time, I realised, no, I wasn't. That's, <laughs> it's just badly put together. But isn't that exactly the same as Revolutions? Like, do you remember when everyone was like, oh, I don't really get the ending. I feel like I've missed some big, like, philosophical point here. And then you went back, you were like, oh, no, it's just shit. Yeah. Like, it's just really bad. But it's not, it's not even like missing subtext or anything like that. It's literally like, mm-hmm. and now this is a minor, minor spoiler, the Agent Smith stuff makes no sense no. whatsoever. Like, mm-hmm. why is he a character? And like, I needed to watch that scene again. You know you know what scene I'm talking mm-hmm. about with the Merovingian as well. <laughs> and just so I could listen to what they were saying again, so I could try and work this out. Yeah. And it's like, so I mean, no like we, I'm sure there's, there, there are lots of people that genuinely love this film. And yeah. I assume there's people that listen to this podcast that genuinely love this film. And, you know, all, all power to you if you there's enjoy, people it, I you enjoy genuine, it. There's people I respect who love this film. Yeah. Which I, I mean, it's yeah, and ultimately, at the end of the day, I would prefer to watch something like that. Yeah. I would prefer to have yeah, films yeah, yeah. that in some people's minds are a nine and some people's minds are a four than just seas of six out of ten films. Yeah. So. It, it is mad how this one is like the Twitter universe specifically of like fallen mm. you fall on one side of the argument with this film there doesn't yeah. seem to be any middle in thoughts i guess weird. mine's probably the closest to a million thought who was like, intrigued enough I to can, watch it twice i don't know yeah it's weird it's, it is a very weird film to talk about because normally i can like when they're saying like that's very divisive and i fall on one side of it i can see the argument on the other side but i genuinely do struggle when people say this is brilliant i i struggle to see what they are seeing even if they describe it to me it's a weird weird sensation this film was like yeah. Take away all the, you know, the core story beats of it. Still, the action is not that good, oh, which you expect awful. in a Matrix no. film. And Keanu Reeves is abysmal in this film he, as well. He, he is. He is poor. Um, but yeah, no, I've seen also the argument that the whole point of the film is the action's not very good. I was like, but that, <laughs> what? to yeah, me, not that's not that. what I want. I'm not having that. No. <laughs> that's absolute bollocks. Anyone who's coming out with that argument is, that's the reach that I will not accept. It's not meant yeah. to have bad action. You're not, like, if it was meant to have bad action, you'd have people like falling over and doing slapstick. Because mm. I've seen people being like, oh, it's meant to be a comedy. Like, yeah. there is, there's a, there's a meta comedy at work here. If that was mm. true, you'd have like, wires in shots and like choreographers mm. wandering in to change stuff mm-hmm. i'm not having that you're meant to watch Marengue. this yeah i'm not having <laughs> yeah. that you're meant to watch the scene where they do the exact subway fight from the first film and you go oh wow isn't it interesting that they made that really good fight rubbish <laughs> i do <laughs> now a... want the garth Marenghi version yeah of this, yeah so. that would be good actually yeah, i guess that was another big problem of mine the fact that it was you know like a parody of itself and, and like retreading the same ground. And I don't norm like, I don't always have a problem with that. I think force awakens is a fantastic film. Yeah. And that is essentially a retread. Right. Mm. But this one, I did, I, I did a tweet where I said, it's like uh, considering the matrix is scream. This is scary movie. It feels like the parody, but like, Oh, so but scary movie is actually a good parody of scream yeah. <laughs> but it's the same film yeah, but yeah, yeah, played yeah. for laughs mm. but they, they were specifically going for laughs I mean, where this I know one was that not you didn't 
you, when you first watched it anyway, said you didn't quite dislike it maybe as much as me and Joe no. did. Like, we, we kind of laid into it quite a bit, but, you know, I think it's, feelings. I think the, the thing there is I found it, like, I really, despite what people think of the original trilogy, I still quite enjoy the trilogy as a whole. And with the story it's trying to tell, I think it's very poorly done in places and clumsy in places. But I still enjoy that world and that those ideas. So I was really happy to see more of that. And part of like nostalgia sort of kept me going for a lot of it. And I do think it is an engaging film and like easy to watch, Mm -hmm. but it's a mess as well. It's just, yeah. I think the hearing you guys talk about it beforehand lowered my expectations Mm -hmm. enough that I could enjoy it a bit more. I think Mm -hmm. that's where I stand really. It's it's like a five out of 10 for me, I think. Okay. There we go. It's yeah, it's, I'm glad it exists, even if I do think it's actively quite bad. But yeah. there you go. That That's the Matrix for you. Um, and, and that's the negative stuff done for now. There okay. we go. There we go. Joe, what's your number five? Uh, now, you're going to... Th- uh, there are going to be some people, and I reckon Dale's going to be one of them, who are going to react to this like it's boring, but it's not. <laughs> my number five was painstakingly organising my gg app which is letterboxd for games uh there you go it's a a meta game of sorts a really nice time being alone on christmas eve (laughs) and going through my entire switch library and logging every single game i've played and what score i'd give it and whether i've finished it or completely finished it or whether i abandoned it and just got it all logged and nice and in place and it felt like i was thinking 15 again and so, doing it for uh, on iTunes, like I used to categorize I've every been, single thing on my. I've iTunes been thinking library. of doing this myself because I do. I have my letterbox list for films. I'm thinking, do you know what? As someone who loves lists as much as I do, oh. I really should have a GG app account, and I don't. And I, I, sh- I really might go through that because every now and then I do think, like when we have talked about games, so like, oh yeah, I'd give that game an eight. It's like mm. if I had it logged, I could just look it up and be like, do you know what? Yeah, I, I actually said I'd give it a seven, so I'm yeah. a liar. <laughs> um, but uh, genuinely, I found it. Uh, I found it oddly, like, nostalgic going through, because you can basically load up. Obviously, we get sent Mm -hmm. a lot of codes and stuff, so I've got a lot of things I've barely touched. But just logging it and going, right, this is going into want to play, this is going into never play, like, and just, Mm -hmm. you know, I've now got, like, 300, 400 entries of games. I haven't even done PlayStation and Xbox last gen, never mind my entire gaming history. And it's like, oh, it's really satisfying to do. Mm. I genuinely mm-hmm. recommend everyone uses the GG app because I really want the guy to make lots more money, put all his time into it and give it better features because it's not quite fully featured mm-hmm. yet. It's not as slick as Letterboxd, but it is very good. And I think do it's a you, great um, service. When you rate things on GG, is it like, a, is it out of 10 or is it it's five, five stars? It's five stars with half stars. So it's out of 10. Mm. Oh, okay. So it's out of 10. But so you kind of, I find myself erring more towards stars if you see what i mean mm-hmm. and then trying to give half stars to differentiate between like yeah i use them more as like oh i think this is better than this three star yeah so it's well, that's the weird type thing. it's always the weird correlation isn't it because like in your head like if you say something seven out of ten people are like ah oh, it's good yeah. that is four stars and if you see a four star film like oh i'm definitely gonna go see that no, four stars is good oh i suppose yeah well then that's the yeah i guess that's the problem is it's like, like the maths you know equivalent is, yeah, yeah. But it's weird. Got to, got to say, Joe, I'm, I'm conflicted here. Um, like, <laughs> you, with this idea, you said I would find this idea boring, but you should know that I'm a man who loves ticking boxes. And oh, I know you love organisation. I just didn't think you'd consider it a worthy Christmas activity. <laughs> oh no, no, no. I'm I'm well into stuff like that. What I wouldn't Fair. be into is um, 
posting all your lists for the world to see. Oh, I'm I not. Po- I don't that. post my list <laughs> now. If people want to follow me on there and make me look like an important GG influencer, that's absolutely that's fine. Different. That's there's different. nothing wrong with posting lists because some oh, people is, look mate. towards some people. <laughs> For for guidance or opinion, they're like, you know what? I like what you say about that. You saying people maybe I'll like you for guidance? I know, right? I'm not saying me. You go go in back one on us. (laughs) I'm just saying, like, if I see a film critic, I enjoy give their top five films of the year, and there's a couple I haven't seen, and they're a critic I like. I'm going to go watch those films. That is that is a fair point. Yeah, Yeah, fair enough. And if someone, if one person in the world considers me, I'll accept it. I was waiting for the and and I will do it. As frequently as I want to, oh, yeah. Uh, um, but I, I think I genuinely am gonna open an account there. You've, you've, I don't know if you got paid to say that, Joe, but you've just earned twenty five p or whatever. I, it d- is. I didn't. I just really like it. Um, I evangelise GG. I think it's good. Mm. There we go. I will give it a look. My number five is going to be The Witcher season two. Oh, that's on my honourable mentions. So I'm happy Ooh, to discuss. There we go. Um, I. Liked the fir- the first season of Witcher. I liked. I was up and down with it. I thought it was okay. Mm. I didn't like how it ended. I thought the whole timeline mechanic thing they were doing with it was just abysmal and just made it messy. Yeah, I didn't like half the characters. So to say I liked the first season maybe a bit bit strong. It was okay. I got through it. Season two I enjoyed quite a bit more. I still think it's a seven out of ten show. Yeah. like it's it's good. I'm not dying for more, but I enjoyed my time with it. They kind of just, in this series, it just seemed a lot more focused, which I enjoyed. and But still a little bit too all over the place. Like, for a show where sometimes there seems to be massive exposition dumps, I feel like they're exposition about the wrong things. Like, the <laughs> things that, like, I don't care about. Like, there's the whole, like... I'm not going to spoil that show, but there's like the whole big antagonist of this series. They kind of briefly intro at one point. You forget about them for several episodes and then they rear their head again. Mm. I'm just like, oh, I've completely forgotten that this was supposedly the main plot line of this season, really, because it goes in one way and you're like, you forget about that person. Then it's really all about this one character. Like, um, kind of like yeah. season one for me. Season two, again, shows that most of the time The Witcher would be better if it was a Monster of the Week show. Like, the first three episodes are essentially self-contained plots. That That first episode's brilliant. Yeah, they move, like, they move the arc along, piece by piece, each episode. But they are, you know, here's a quest, we've done the quest. Here is a quest, we've done the quest. And then it goes, after episode three, it's like, and now here's the rest of The Witcher season where we do one thing. I'm bored of prophecy stories, frankly. And, um, but and and I know you have to have a myth arc or whatever, but it does feel like a lot of shows have forgotten how to do one-off episodes, <laughs> and they're obsessed with arcs. And you're exactly. like, yeah. I would much prefer the old X Files way of just every every now and then we're just like, oh, by the way, this week Geralt's fighting a mm-hmm. crocodile man, and he'll be yeah. back to do something <laughs> important later. Like that would be much better. For I was me. just thinking that when you said about Monster of the Week, I was like. Do you even get shows like that anymore? It feels Not really. Like don't like mm, only no. only. Maybe this is overgeneralizing. Like and I'm Doctor not thinking Who kind of still does Doctor <laughs> Who and like crime shows because always they're you know yeah. they're often case by case. Mm-hmm. Um, but you don't really yeah. get like fan. You don't get genre stuff as much. Like <laughs> horror anthology is kind of a different thing because it's mm-hmm. different characters but most of this, the time. That is kind of what this show should be. And I was talking actually about this with Matt at lunches, like. 
the show is uh, is best in those first episode, that first episode or two, where it actually feels much more like the game. It feels mm. much more like Wild Hunt. We're talking about like the whole beauty of that game is like the whole overall story is fine, but it's those little stories along the way that make that game so good, like the Baron story or like the crones in the book. Like they're the good stuff, and it's like, why people love Geralt is because you get mm. to know him through him doing lots of things rather than you yeah. get to know him because he's on one singular quest and yeah. when it and i understand the format of tv and limited episode runs blah 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 but i don't know there's just it feels like big opportunity missed to me that they've just got into the series storyline so quickly and you're like yeah oh so we don't get to spend any time with just Geralt being a witcher like witchers mm-hmm. themselves don't really seem like the big point of this show um They're not. it's very odd and like it's it's at its best when it's morally grey and he has to make those decisions. Like in the first episode, there's a decision towards the end where you find out like either way is a like it's not a great choice to make mm. and it's just quite grim and that's when it's good. Like I will say I didn't really like she doesn't have really anything to do in the first season, she's just there as a plot device. But Siri in this I enjoyed her more in this season. Like I thought she had more to do and it's actually a bit more likable. I still don't get on with this version of Yennefer. It's not uh, not for me particularly, but mm. yeah, it's what they do with Siri. I, right towards the end of the season, I didn't really enjoy it, but like, yeah, they're just kind of obsessed with this. And I think they already talked about it, like this seven season arc they've got in mind. It's like, can we just make individually good episodes? Yeah. <laughs> Mad. Mad. But there we go. I I enjoyed it. I just didn't. I'm just hoping if they can steadily improve of each season, maybe maybe mm. we'll get there. But yeah, that's my number five, Dale. Yes, that you liked. Uh, yeah, so um, this is a film I kind of avoided watching, um, not for any real reason. I, well, there's some legacy reasons that I'll get to in a minute, but it's June anyway. Mm. Oh. Uh, so I finally got around to watching it over Christmas, not in the biggest screen possible, I'm afraid. Just a pretty oh. big screen in my living room. <laughs> but, you know, I've got, I've got a pretty good sound system in there. It's, it sounded good. spectacular. Um, I guess, yeah, the legacy reason for avoiding watching it is my dad loved the Lynch film when I was a kid and it was on all the time. It was like one of those films that was on all the time. A maverick dad. I, I absolutely love that as a film that's on all the time. <laughs> yeah. what, what a bonkers <laughs> thing to just I know, have right? in your life. It was that and Star Trek my dad had on all the time. So, and I have <laughs> the same feeling towards Star Trek. I grew to despise them because I wanted to watch the Simpsons or something. And right, then right, these right. films are on. Yeah. So like I actively avoided it, but I think it was the power of like Denny Villeneuve and how much, like I like his stuff mm. that I thought, mm-hmm. right, I do have to give this a shot. And yeah, it was fantastic. I thought like it was such a visual spectacle, such mm-hmm. fantastic scene setting and performances. Yes. The ending is a bit flat, I guess, for somebody who didn't really know the story going in, but understandable as well, really. Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of wish that they'd shot both parts mm. uh, like, and then put them out yeah. like, you know, six months apart or something like that supposedly it's only two years to wait we'll see about that but they've, they've said uh yeah winter 2023 i personally i'm again we're not going to spoil jinx i imagine a lot of people still waiting mm-hmm. to watch it at home but like just not going to spoil the ending but i quite like the way it handles the ending like okay. i think so many films including some very good ones that have come out recently end in like massive fights and massive like just like cgi heavy moments so you're just trying to struggle to see what's going sure. on whereas this kind of ends on a different note which i quite liked i didn't personally. dislike the set piece where it ended mm. um, i guess it was more the the character arc it didn't feel like a self-contained mm-hmm. story you know when you That's watch fair. first star wars and you know it's very yeah. contained and like what the, the hero's path mm-hmm. um 
this one it was very obvious well i mean it starts off by saying june part one like so yeah, yeah. you know what you're getting immediately but all the music is, and the score oh, is is good in that isn't in- it incredible like it yeah. sounds and looks phenomenal yeah yeah like, yeah. I know I'm very like late to the party on this, but like, yeah, I wanted oh, to just mention it, just how, saying how fantastic I thought for someone who wasn't interested at all as well. Mm. So it's grim as well. Yeah, like, grim. I love for it. For balance, I think the last third's really boring, and I've only <laughs> continued to feel that. <laughs> we'll uh, do the double bill in a couple of years, and we'll. I'll you know, like it way more it then. Maybe I still think that who bit knows? will be a real lag. Anyway, <laughs> it's fine. Uh, is it me? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, cool. Um, we talked about Spider-Man No Way Home on this, didn't we? We haven't, have we not? All right, I, we? I just, re- I just remembered that I have not Ooh, good. put it on my list. I'm going to take out one. For of mine me, it was before. I watched there. it before Christmas. So. Yeah. <laughs> so it was. Uh, yeah, I watched it. I watched it after we'd broken up for Christmas. So I think it counts. Mm-hmm. And again, we're not going to spoil this. Right? Well, Absolutely I was going to say, no, should no. we? Should we not no, do spoiling chat? Because there's people that still haven't seen it. Our own Matthew still hasn't seen. That is true. That is true. Suffice it to say. I thought it was absolutely brilliant. Um, mm-hmm. And for me, deals with a lot of the same problems that The Matrix Resurrections was having to deal with in a lot more elegant and enjoyable ways. Um, mm-hmm. And I just like, I, I don't I don't understand how people don't think Tom Holland is the best Spider-Man at oh, this yeah. point. Like, he's just sure. so he's fantastic in that role and such a perfect, mm-hmm. like, they've. I, I think, this like weird mini trilogy they've managed to create within the con- within like the fabric of the MCU like watching this teenager grow mm-hmm. up has been super super satisfying and like i think tom Hall- holland's like subtly acted it really well i think a lot of people kind of you know see him for his athletic abilities and that kind of thing i think he's actually like a really he oh, acts he is that role so well he's, he's crying got, he's, got he's so good at crying, crying. Um, He's got a great cry. Yeah, I will say I I also thought this film was fantastic. I really enjoyed it. I do think there's maybe one or two too many lines of go. fan service for me, mm-hmm. but I think that's also coloured by how I saw it, which was I saw it at the media screening in London in Les Square, which was just three quarters just fans like mar- like hardcore marvel fans basically and whenever this must happened literally about 18 times during the film whenever anything nodding happened people whooped and cheered and clapped yeah. and i was like i do not want this in a cinema so please stop went- doing it. and that was what was making me i think that was what annoyed me more than the actual contents of what was happening in the film mm. is what more was- people's ridiculous reactions what was mad to me is i saw it a few days after release in a cinema in Coventry and I didn't expect <laughs> whooping and hollering and clapping and stuff to be going on there as well. I Is expected that to be, a, I thought it'd be a very much a London sort of premiere <laughs> sort of situation, but yeah, mate, they were going crazy for it. But I also, I think I'm with you, Caddy, maybe even a little bit more where I think it is kind of fan service, the movie and I, but it's probably the most fun I've ever had with a film mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. if it was anything else, I would have liked it less, yeah. but because it wasn't, it, was it wasn't a, problem for me for the whole film it was just one or two lines where i was like that is almost to the point of becoming meta and i was like mate there's one bit i'm not gonna say what it is but they reference a meme and i was like this is (laughs) this is mad like imagine (laughs) not knowing what this stuff is so interestingly as well when you mentioned about the trilogy um I think I, I can't even remember what spurred it on, but we were at home and my wife just randomly asked me which one's the best Spider-Man film. Cause I think they were all over Netflix and Amazon. Oh yeah. yeah. 
and I said personally, I still think this. I still think Homecoming is the best one. Me too. Like, it's my it's my favorite. Um, so she's like, oh, I'll watch it with you. And I was like, brilliant. We watched it together. She absolutely loved it. Immediately, she's like, what's the next one? Let's put it on. But then I realized something very quickly is like, there needs to be a lot of context in between each film. Mm, I needed oh, to tell her about the snap. Yeah, far from home, yeah, <laughs> yeah, far from home beforehand is, uh, yeah, there's a lot, yeah, I, a lot of business. I feel like I'm, I didn't realize there was so much dislike for, for Far From Home. I really, really? like Far no, From Home. Brilliant. I, I prefer... I prefer Far From Home to Homecoming. Like, I saw when this film, like, everyone was like, oh, and the dip it took with Far From Home. I was like, was that at the time before everyone no, thought it was great? I yeah, love I, Mysterio and all that. Like, we watched it recently. Yeah. It was fantastic. Like I said, my wife really enjoyed it, even though she had no context for Avengers stuff or anything mm-hmm, like that. Mm-hmm. I filled her in very quickly, but it's yeah. so well self-contained. And also, I think the thing that makes uh, No Way Home really special for me is... It's just that relationship between MJ, Peter, and Ned, mm. right? The three mm. of them together is the core of that trilogy. And that's what that's makes so it feel good. like a trilogy. Because if you took kind of took that out of it, then it's like Marvel spectacular all yeah. over the place, right? I mean, but, yeah, talking about Tom Holland being the best Spider-Man, Zendaya is by a mile the best MJ. Yes. Yeah. And Absolutely. Like, the other thing, the, there's one decision with Ned in No Way Home. <laughs> mm. Like a character oh, yeah. decision. I, I think I, know I, think I yeah, dislike yeah. that decision. The, I, that is my least favourite conf- thing yeah, in that movie. Yeah. But the fact that it's the, the fact that it's him doing it, yeah, I'm mm. like, ah, you scamps, you can have it. Like, I think again, like you said, if it was anyone else, I'd be like, oh, just fuck off. This is yeah. so stupid. But because at that point, I'm so invested in those three, I'm yeah. just like, mm-hmm. ah, fine, go for it. Why I'm not? I'm now like, I was getting a little bit of the Marvel fatigue that people are talking about. I I enjoyed Hawkeye. I really enjoyed Spider-Man and now yeah I can't wait for Doctor Strange I think I'm back my my I'm getting more excited again for what's coming it's gonna just be realize nice. that, there's a break yeah. now as well like that is good there's yeah. yes. nothing until Doctor Strange and it's like yes let's just be excited for a Marvel film like we used to be without having a, a thousand yeah, distractions like in between four months be, off <laughs> yeah. be pleasant I did watch Hawkeye actually but I found it to be a bit dull to be honest, I found it a little bit of a slog in places but I think that is down to Marvel fatigue mm. also I just seen spider-man just before i decided to watch it all so it couldn't like compare like mm. in terms of bombast and spectacle mm. you know it's, it's a very different proposition isn't yeah. it yeah um great i forgot to put spider-man on mine but then again yeah like i said i watched it before christmas so you know who cares um number four i've put professor layton and pandora's box <laughs> Is it? so i i had the recent urge to just crack my 3ds out mm. i haven't played the 3ds in years like Probably at least five years. Touch what the model have you got? I have got. I've got it here. I I couldn't tell you. Oh, the XL. Oh, lovely. I've got the blue XL. It definitely says more about me than you. But when you said crack my 3DS out, I definitely read that as a euphemism for a millisecond. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. It's more. I, I say I had the urge to play the 3DS. I just had the urge to play some Professor Layton, which, mm. like around Christmas time, I just wanted a, some games I could just lay on the sofa with and not really have to concentrate too hard and just do loads and loads of little puzzles. If you don't know what the Professor Layton games are, maybe they pass you by. There are about six of them, I think, on 3DS and DS. Um, just like by level five, just lots of like hundreds of puzzles mm. with a connected like you play as Professor Layton, who's kind of more of a detective than he is a professor. He's a professor of detecting, um, amateur archaeologist type man um, with a top hat and a little boy as a psychic, which is never really explained. Um, a lot of shade but- at Professor Layton here, mate. 
I'm nice. He's a lovely man. He's a very clever man. Um, and they always have these like, yeah, big mysteries with mad twists, but they're very good games. And yeah, I just, I think I might replay them all. I'm starting with Pandora's box, but the reason this is only at number four is because it's made me feel three really... three other Leighton games are the other ones on your list. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. this is a... Re- we're late until, the, until home now. Um, but... <laughs> Um, no, it's just made me feel really stupid. I, I remember playing these <laughs> games before and not finding them hard. They're pretty every tough. Every other puzzle. Yeah, every other puzzle at the moment, I'm like, I don't know how to... I've got no hints. I'm like, what's going on here? Like, And I do think some of them are genuinely good puzzles, but I do think some of them are badly worded and badly mm. written. I don't know oh. if that's because they are originally Japanese. I don't know if there's like something in the translation. <laughs> Maybe I'm thinking too far into that. But some of them are worded in a way which you like i i've had to look up the I, i'll admit i've had to look up the answers for a couple i've been like i would ne- the, the way that's worded it would never mm. have crossed my mind to think like that and there are like one too many like trick questions where it's just like no oh, well you're not really asking me a question here are you just trying oh, to make me feel stop like blaming the game um but the one the bad <laughs> the best thing even about the pandora's box one is that there's this mini game in that one where you have a hamster <laughs> um, and he's basically this chef on the train gives you this hamster to look after but he's a very overweight hamster so there's this mini game to collect toys to make him exercise to try and get this this hamster's fitness level up Love it. <laughs> and it's a bizarre thing in this game because like it's a 2D game but this is the only section of the game that's in fully rendered 3D. Yeah, this hamster <laughs> runs invested around. Invested all their resources into yeah, this one level. Towards like <laughs> apples and stuff. It's it's so bizarre, but it's just it's just such a good like Christmassy game, I think, just to like relax with and get annoyed at your own brain. Slight yeah. diversion cuz so I played this just after the Christmas break so it didn't make my list. Have you played yeah. Tangle Tower? No. Uh I think I started I think I played a little bit of it. I don't it's, think I got very far. It's like it's a very good Leighton successor. I just finished it mm-hmm. like two days ago, and it's like um, it's a you were a detective trying to solve a murder in a single house. Every room in that house has clues to find and people to interrogate, and you like do that. But then it has Leighton style puzzles you have to complete to get oh, nice. into certain items. Um, mm-hmm. I will warn you. It's got a shocking ending. Like, not shocking oh. as in a big shock. It's bad. It's a really oh. bad ending. <laughs> um, and when it when I came across it, I was like, oh, I've got i saw so much praise for the game when it came out i was like i've i must have missed something i must have got like the bad ending or something so i went and looked it up and mm-hmm. everyone's like i love this game but what is that ending <laughs> but um but yeah it, like for the six hours before that you will have an absolutely lovely time if you're after late any type stuff mm-hmm. i would recommend i will it. definitely revisit i'm sure i started that maybe it was something else it's also but, um, beautifully animated like really good 2d animation it's cool there we go that's my number four. Uh, Dale, what's at three? <clears throat> okay. So this came, I swapped it at the last second because this Ooh. came into my mind when we were talking about Monster of the Week shows. And I promise that's going to sound wrong when I tell you what the show is. But it's the, <laughs> the new season of Queer Eye. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> it's definitely not Monster a Monster of, of the, the Week. week. <laughs> but in some ways. That would, be a, that would be a very cruel name for the Queer Eye setup. <laughs> Um, I love Queer Eye. I think it's a fantastic show, but they mm-hmm. just released a new season and me and my wife blasted through it in like two days. Mm. And I don't think I've 
I don't remember the last time I've cried at a television show more than this. <laughs> oh, it's, it's, I wasn't expecting this. Here we go. Let's, it's, let's it just this. pulls at me every time. It's like mm-hmm. they have this special ability to find these people and, and, and just really shout at them and call them monsters. Ring them <laughs> for all the tears that they can get. But it's such a like, it's one of the most heartwarming shows on television, I think. And mm-hmm. it's like just a fantastic watch. And um, yes made me cry lots. i've only ever seen the odd episode i've maybe only seen like three or four um honestly where... i would say like you should watch them all but the most recent season is definitely they've definitely upped how much mm-hmm. how the emotion in these. is, oh, the, is really? there a theme to mm-hmm. this one or is it just uh the theme is it's texas that's the theme oh okay yeah cool. they're just all based in austin texas or around that area and they go from there's a guy who is who um He's like a farmer for cows for meat. He, they he grows like make wagyu meat, and like he's the most like cowboy guy you've ever seen. Like doesn't even wash or shower or anything like that. And the transformation is in, always incredible. It's yeah, it's very it's, it's a fantastic show. But yeah, the tears they come a flowing. Oh, there we go. <laughs> a little emotional midpoint to the episode here. That was that was lovely. so. I just I, I did have um, King Richard in there, which I mm. watched over Christmas. But I realised I haven't really got much to say, otherwise I really enjoyed it and it was a fantastic Yeah, I'm really looking forward to watching that. Yeah. I haven't watched it yet. Uh, That's not well, on streaming. Sneaky honourable mention. Um, oh, it came I've... out in the cinema like about a month ago. So yeah. I think I it was a HBO Max deal in America, but mm. over here not so... Quite um, excited about that. But, mm-hmm. Yeah, I want to check that out. Uh, an early honourable mention there from Dale Sneaky. <laughs> Naughty. Uh, what was your number three, Joe? Green Knight. The mm. Dev oh, Patel. Uh, yeah, go on like arduous and beautiful movie i genuinely yeah. do you remember when this first came out and everyone was like this looks like dark souls the movie <laughs> it's not that is yeah. it it's i think not I that at when, all. when it came on i uh when it came out i talked about a podcast saying don't expect an action film this is a mm. this is a slow like yeah medieval fairy tale basically it's really really strange and i can understand why people would be turned off by it but i had such a good time and like yeah it's just dev patel's fucking amazing like <laughs> so good I saw him in, um, you know, the personal history of David Copperfield, the Armando Iannucci yes. movie. Yeah. Like, I really didn't like that movie very much, but I came out of it being like, Dev Patel is a fucking movie star. Like, that man can make can do so many emotions. How does he have so many emotions in his face just by just waiting? Um, and yeah, like, he completely sells this character that in so many people's hands would just be either stupid or unlikable or like you would just he's it's such a hard character to get right and somehow you come out like kind of loving him despite knowing he's like a real piece of shit um Mm -hmm. and uh yeah it's just like a really cool interesting movie i love the way it's structured into little fairy tale titled chapters Mm -hmm. and there's one shot where he's tied up and it does this one uh well what's two times 360 like 720 spin of a camera and changes as it does it and i thought it was fucking incredible um it's so good it's, oh, it's, there's just some amazing shots in it it's, it's gorgeous a beautiful film yeah it's yeah i really love it it's got some great people in it as well you've got uh, obviously finchie as the green knight mm-hmm. harry keegan as being his little naughty little self in a film i didn't recognize um, him for ages because he seemed so little like <laughs> i don't know why he seemed so particularly little in this film but yeah Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, Edgerton. I love that film. Yep, oh. fantastic. Um, what's the name of the actress? I've completely forgotten her name. She was in everything about three years ago. Michael Fassbender's uh, partner. What's her name? I, it's really annoying me. Uh, you've made you've made me look like a dickhead as well, Cardi. 
No, what's her name? I'm, I'm gonna Swedish. I'm gonna. I'm, I'm searching it because I've got a f- Alicia Vikander. Vikander. Right, I was getting confused with um, yeah. Vasikovska, who emerged <laughs> around the same time. Yep. Um, um, Vikander's great. Yeah, it's a very good film. Two mm. roles. <laughs> oh, always crazy. Uh, um, yeah, just some yeah. really good stuff in there. Like you said, not a film maybe for everyone, but if it if you if it hits if you, it, I think. But if it, it is for you. Oh, yeah, it's yeah, yeah, it's oh, good yeah, stuff. It was for me. Um, number three, I've got the TV show Yellow Jackets, which I don't think many people over here have watched. <laughs> right. Um, I've, this has just happened out of nowhere. Everyone yeah. started talking about Yellow Jackets and <coughs> Yellowstone. Like, I'd never heard of <laughs> oh, Yellowstone. It's on so, season four and has a spin off. Like, Yellowstone's the most watched tv show in america yeah. i believe what the fuck it's, is yellowstone it. where's it you just can't from? watch over here it's yeah it's i don't think it's for me is um is it by is it taylor or tyler sheridan he made he like he's like yeah suddenly this big tv mogul like creator in um america but yeah i haven't watched any yellowstone but yellow jackets yeah i have watched uh there's actually season one hasn't finished yet there's still two more episodes but I think everyone would like this show. It's on Now TV over mm. here in the UK. It's Showtime, I think, in America. But Dale, I think the premise of this show may, uh, for Go obvious on. reasons, may um, yeah. take your fancy. Pitch it. If I say, so like the premise of this show is, in 1996, there's this girls' high school football team. And they're, okay. <laughs> that's not the no, bit. I was going to say, that's why what, Dale lost it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He loves um, athletes. Basically, I hate basketball. <laughs> they're traveling. They're traveling to Seattle for this national football tournament. But while they're flying over Canada, the plane crashes. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> in the wilderness. <laughs> <I'm> in. <laughs> um, basically, the plane crashed in the wilderness, and basically, the team members from this girls' football team have to survive in this wilderness for eighteen to nineteen months, and. You know from the very start of this program that not all of them are going to survive. Not all of them are going to come out. But the twist of this program is that it switches between, much like Lost kind of does, switches between 1996 and 2021. Nice. So you're, you've also got the perspective of the modern day survivors. And something obviously weird is happening in modern day. There's this big mystery to uncover. There are big Lost vibes. Yeah, but it, it sounds also like season got, four specifically of Lost. It sounds yeah, like that. But it's also kind of got... <laughs> a lot more kind of there's some lord of the flies there because i'll see children yeah. trying to survive but it's al- it's also got quite a bit of it it's got quite a bit of horror in it at times and okay. it really is very very good it's got like a great cast as well it's got like juliette lewis and christina ritchie who plays some of the older versions of the teenagers mm. it's got i think leia purnell who played um jinx in arcane she was the voice of oh, jinx yeah. like she's very good it's just really it's a really good mystery i don't know really what's going on there's still two episodes left of the first season and it's got loads of really good 90s music as well wait so, did you say yellow jacket yeah yellow jackets oh yeah. okay I was, I was confused there because there's a 2017 film called yellow jacket which no, is about no, black ops recruits yeah, it's definitely not that it's like, this doesn't sound like the same thing it's all on now tv um eight episodes are out at the moment there's still two more episodes to go um but yeah I, I would thoroughly recommend this show oh, to I'm anyone. Check this out. Who, uh, I'm up for it. If you like a good mystery, it's also got bits where it's kind of also the first episode is kind of like a high school teen film, but switching like there's some. I'm, I'm not going to reveal what happens yeah. at points, obviously, but yeah, it's got a really good tone to it. Nice. So, yeah, Yellow Jackets, Go check, check that out. it out. 
Um, it could end on a dud. So, <laughs> well, so far, yeah. it's very good. That's <laughs> the roll of the dice every time you invest in one of these TV shows, isn't it? But you know, yeah. Uh, Dale, what's number yeah. two? So this is something, um, Joe. I'm not sure if you've listened to it as well. Listened. That's the cue. Mm. Uh, so it's the Always Sunny podcast. Oh yes, I've been listening to yes. the Always Sunny podcast. So I think it. Rory, I think either you or Rory mentioned it to me when we did our Prestige show. It was Rory. Uh, yeah, he yeah. just started listening, and I had no idea that there was even a podcast. So I downloaded a bunch of episodes and then immediately just binged all the episodes in like two days. Mm. Like just couldn't stop listening to it because I think what excited me the most about listening to it compared to other, you, you know, there's lots of podcasts out there where it's got casts from TV shows and they're rewatching old episodes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I listened to the office ladies for a while. Um, mm. The ones talking about the U S office, but I kind of switched off of it because it just, it was just them recounting the episodes and I wasn't interested in that. What I really like about the Always Sunny one is they just use the episode as a jumping off point to yeah. talk about things that were going on in their life around that period. And they go on mad detours just talking about their thoughts and philosophies about like how to park in Los Angeles. Yeah, There's one really, episode. They've got like, they've got this vibe of, they kind of get, I think they get podcasting in a way that they wouldn't necessarily admit to, or maybe they're yeah. just good at chatting amongst one another but they've got that ability to like be telling a story and then kind of go like oh, we're just going to riff on this one yes. side thing for about 10 minutes and you're like yeah i'm totally happy to go along with this and they've yeah. created like their own little universe of in jokes by the end like for some reason the guy that plays dennis keeps doing a very bad impression of steven spielberg yes, I was just and, like, thinking that, yeah. they've just become like it's become a running joke that they've just inserted into the podcast it's really enjoyable i, I really enjoy it like 10 minutes in you'll be listening to it and then out of nowhere one i'm going so what did you think of this episode they haven't even spoke about the episode yeah. yet they're just chatting it's just those guys doing what they do best it's just riffing off each other chatting and like i said the episode gets touched on slightly and then you get to reminisce about what they were going through how they made it at the time mm. as opposed to just like just talking about the beat for beat what happened in the episode and it's like if you're a fan of the show it's like a must listen i think it's like fascinating to Have listen to the reason it's, one yet. uh no, no but they they've spoke the about they've spoke about when they first like when the studio kind of said they needed a name in the show and how they mm. recruited him and what the meeting was like and stuff like that. So it's, it's really fascinating. Hearing They're also it. like unusually candid about stuff. Like they yeah. talk, like the first season, they do it episode by episode. They pretty much hate every episode in the first yeah. season at this point. <laughs> like they really don't like it. And they're very like open about it. And like, particularly about mistakes they've made that, you know, episodes that you would watch now and be like, oh, that would not get on TV now. And they're like, yeah, we understand that we make yeah. mistakes here and like, this isn't how we do things now. And you're like, that's actually really refreshing to yeah. just hear people be like, yeah, we're mm-hmm. not going to defend this. It's like, all it's about the, the craft of making a comedy show is like endlessly fascinating to me as well. Like something I'd never heard before, but they said they never hire comedy directors. They never mm. want directors directing the comedy. They say, we'll do that. You just direct the action like normal and we'll add the jokes in. I just thought that's a really unique take on how to make a comedy show. Especially because they've got quite a like set look. You know, they don't, they use, they don't try not to use like artificial lighting in most scenes. And, you know, like they have stuff that Mm -hmm. I imagine for a director would make it quite difficult. So Mm -hmm. you're probably trying to get in proper directors to to cope with that as opposed to other people. Interesting. I'm not a. uh... Yeah, I'm not an always sunny fan. I watched like the first three seasons and just it never. I gave it enough time for it to realize that mm. ah, it's not this is not clicking with me. That's fair so enough. I doubt I'm going to listen. <laughs> but you know, it's a good recommendation because I'd never heard of the podcast 
So I imagine yeah. a lot of people. I mean, if you're into the show, it's a must and, and the reason I put it so high on my list is because it's like what well, my number one is on my list. It's something that as soon as I got exposed to, I just wanted all of it at mm. once. And uh, like, you know, that, that doesn't, that doesn't always happen that often these days, especially like I was talking with Hawkeye, for example, where I had to almost force myself through it, mm. where mm. this was the exact opposite. And that's, that's exactly what you want over Christmas. Yeah. Amazing. Good stuff. Uh, Joe, number two for you. Every Christmas, me and my family play games from the Jackbox party pack games. The same. Um, cause A, they're amazing and B, parents understand them and they understand phones well enough that they can actually play um but generally what we end up doing is always playing drawful uh you don't know jack occasionally and quiplash and like all of those ones this year i'm adding to the canon of all timers madverse city which is the one where you write raps for robots yeah that's the only one i've properly played being pissed with your parents watching them try and construct hip-hop verses is honestly one of the funniest things you can do it is amazing uh like and it's just it's such a well put together game like Mm -hmm. the way i kind of i think it's in five or six i can't remember which pack it's in um but it, it, it basically all your verses are played out by robot text to speech voices which makes it extra funny when it's like something like my brother's one of those people who will always put in something gross if he can yeah. just to shock the parents in the room uh and that kind of thing always plays well when it's in a text-to-speech voice it's just great um and uh yeah honorable mention here to second in line slightly more complicated but uh i think it's called is it champed up it's i can't remember it's about drawing champions of things Ooh, uh is no, i don't know that one. Oh man it's really good so basically you're given a prompt that says like draw the champion of goths and you have to draw <laughs> a little picture that represents that idea and give it a name then and everyone has that first thing but it's all different prompts then those are all mixed up and sent to other people and it says draw a competitor for this champion but it doesn't doesn't tell you what category it's from so you just get the name and the picture and you have to like mm-hmm. draw a fighter that would be able to beat them and then people vote on who wins in each category. Nice. It's fucking brilliant. Jackbox. How, how is the long best. Is it how long does it take to get quite vicious in your house, or is it like that from the get go of some of these? We're not very voices? vicious. We're quite we're quite a sedate group. We're pretty chill. Okay. We're we're more in it for the comedy than for the for the barbs. Good. Yeah. Know? Yeah. Nice. Nice. It's lovely. good stuff. That's a lovely family experience uh yeah. mine are all very solo things here <laughs> my next one is uh my number two is fable two oh. um i played fable two for the first ever time i played a, a fable game for the first ever time over christmas uh just because i'm very excited about what playground they're going to be doing with that series and thought do you know what i should have some grounding in this universe if i want to do some work on it ever so uh i decided to play fable two because that is i believe genuine genuinely considered the best of the trilogy if uh, joe you, you're a fable person you, you'd agree I, there, you know you? what i'm i'm not actually a fable person i just seem oh, okay. like one I, I, I played uh <laughs> you seem I've like played, a bit of a no yeah, look yeah, like a fable. Like, you, you, you look like what happens when one of the fable guys shits himself <laughs> um i've played i've played fable one multiple times i loved fable one back in the day fable two i've played mm-hmm. a bit of and fable three I, I maybe never played and only watched being played Fair enough. so two is one mm-hmm. i've been meaning to play for a very long time um i enjoyed properly. it but yeah it's 
it's obviously dated. It's, I think, a 2008 game now, so mm. it's dated quite a bit. But I still had some good fun with it. And do you know what? I was quite enjoying having a game that was quite old school and having not a lot to think about. You know, you think of, like, this is... It's a very loose RPG. It's more of an action mm. game, really. But, um, like, just not having a lot of things to worry about, just going from mission to mission was quite nice. Like, it was, like, it's what I needed to just relax. That and Leighton were getting me through. But, um... I also think Fable yeah, Combat just like, really worked. Like, it's almost like brawlery combat mm-hmm. in an RPG framework. Yeah. Like, it's, it's only like really action three buttons. Stuff. Yeah. yeah. I quite like You've it. You've got magic ranged melee it was just quite simple and it was genuinely funny which is one of the Mm. hardest things to do in games i think is make a game that is genuinely funny and like a lot of it is very like toilet humor but it works for some reason and like even like the stunt casting like stephen fry's character is very fun in this and like i just had I don't know, I just had a really nice time. And it only took like nine hours. I was really thinking this would be... I think in my head this was always some sort of sprawling like fantasy yes, RPG. It's really not. Oh, okay. it's, um, it's like It took me nine hours. I did some of the side stuff, not a, a ton of it, but like the main story, yeah, took nine hours. Like, And I, do you know what? I had a really good social life in it. I had a wife, two kids. <laughs> I saved them. Be- uh, my two kids, Becky and Steve. Oh, <laughs> nice. This was a very solo Christmas yeah. for you, wasn't it? You should have played the Jackbox Party Pack with them. What yeah. was Becky and Steve? <laughs> yeah. They would, if they saw a robot, they would have died. This is Fable World. <laughs> um, on the spot. Just death. Yeah. Um, like, yeah, my, well, like my um, baby, my little baby Becky was very upset. But I gave her a wooden toy gun and she got very happy with that. So oh, that was good nice. news. Um, I tell you, um, the first time me and my wife tried for kids, uh, Becky popped out first time. Took nine <laughs> more times to get Steve out. Unbelievable. Oof. He was still a baby by the end of the game. He didn't even grow up. It's a miracle, ba- <laughs> miracle baby. Miracle Steve. Little baby Steve. <laughs> He's a miracle baby because not only was he hard to conceive, but he literally never became anything other than a baby. <laughs> yeah. He was just a baby. And it's like, like the most boring version of Benjamin Button. It's yeah. just watching a baby. Like, that never you can rename up. your children, but I thought it was quite funny that I just had a little baby called Steve. Yeah. I don't know. Steve's you know. Good. Do you don't think baby... like? Wait, did you did say you, name you can't the name them in the game? You can rename them, but I just oh. left them. I oh, le- okay. like they are generate they they are they they appear with names, but you can rename them if you want. You should have like, named like them after your favourite football manager players, like Regens, like oh, Wiggly, Wiggly Bispo, Bispo. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Donovan Drive. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but no, I left because I just you know because when yeah, baby Steve's quite funny to me. Like if you did call your baby Steve, it would be Stephen, wouldn't yeah, it? Yeah. It'd be little Stephen. Like you're going little baby Steve. Mm. Uh, but there you go. I found that. I found that funny. Anyway, anyway, <laughs> Fable Two on Game Pass worth worth checking out. I might check out Fable Three a bit and Fable One because there's the Fable Anniversary uh, version. Isn't I there, think Fable One's a bit remastered. worth seeing. There's some good stuff in there. Like can- it, mm-hmm. it's definitely very dated. But how can it? Yeah. Like, is it? They're not like the follow direct follow-ons or anything, right? It's a new no, story every not, time. No, same world, but yeah, yeah. As far as I could tell, completely isn't, different is, stories. Is Jack of Blades in it? I think he's in the first one. He he's wasn't the first the one. I, I didn't know whether he was like some sort of arcane threat that appeared in uh, all of no, them. Oh, no. I don't remember seeing him. There's this big nasty bloke called Lucian. He's the oh, bad guy. Lucian. Yeah. There we go. That's my number two. Dale, what was yes. number one? So, if The Beatles Get Back had come out a little <laughs> bit later, it would be my Christmas number one because it was probably my <laughs> most favourite thing I saw this year. But the dessert to the meal 
was McCartney 321 on Disney Plus, which I decided to put on because I was in a Beatles hole after watching Get Back. And it was about six hours long, I think, something like that. And I blasted through that pretty much in two evenings. Like, I found it endlessly fascinating. I've already wax lyrical about <laughs> the Beatles get back. It's very much more of that sort of stuff, but this is extra fascinating for anyone who's ever played music or studied music or anything like that, because producer Rick Rubin is there as well. And he's got all the stems from like the eight tracks and the four tracks and they're fading up and down tracks and just listening to certain instruments and talking oh, that about sounds that. Sounds great. It's fantastic. It's so good. Listening to like, okay, this is the bass in while my guitar gently beats. Why does it sound like that? And Paul McCartney's like, this is what we were doing. This is how we tried new things. And I was basically copying this. And then I took this and then they're breaking down each instrument. And every now and again, they just push all the mixing board up and they just sit there both like dancing and grooving into the songs. <laughs> and it's just like so wholesome to watch. And if you like Get Back, it's definitely you should watch this. As someone who doesn't care too much about the Beatles, I respect mm-hmm. the Beatles. I like the Beatles. I just don't care about them. All right, don't jump on me. That's all right. Uh, this actually sounds more interesting to me. It's really good, and yeah. you get some wings as well. If you oh want. yeah, yeah, he just he doesn't just do Beatles songs. He does Paul McCartney's <laughs> further catalogue. If you're interested in that or not, that's debatable. But... Does he do uh, that Destiny song he wrote? No, I don't. Does he do Meet Three Mondays? He does not do Meet. He just he just he just fades up his clicks. And yeah, Rick Rubin's just like, and why did you make the choice to do sort of like a, a Bayesian accent? Yeah. <laughs> like, what, was, what was that? that uh, hey, don't question him. I'm sure he had his reasons. Yeah, uh, <laughs> bizarre. Yeah, um, yeah, that is an incredible series. Like you said, it's on, it's on Disney Plus. It's only like six. 25 minute episodes oh is that all it was it felt i thought it was longer than that but yeah i blasted yeah. through it so quickly almost so mm. quickly that i kind of want to watch it again to mm. I, I appreciate a bit more bits but like mm-hmm. like you i was in a beatles hole yeah so, uh, i've i've emerged in the new year from the beatles hole and are now yeah elsewhere in my mind <laughs> um joe what was what's number one on your list number one for me is a game called unavowed which Ooh. i had never heard of before this holiday but i again an honorable mention i'll mention now i played a game called if on a winter's night for travelers which is an like an anthology horror story point and click adventure it's free on steam i thought it was really really good i saw john ingold who heads up inkle and is one of my favorite game developers Mm -hmm. said it was his game of the year so i was like right i'll try that out takes like two hours if that um and i just blasted through it i thought it was brilliant and i was like right i want another sort of murky point-and-click adventure. So I looked it up and found this game called Unavowed, which is by a studio called Wadjai, who have made a name for making, like, old-school point-and-click adventures in the last few years. I'm in. And I think about, like, seven or eight years ago, maybe, I played a couple of their games, Resonance and Gemini Rue, and at the time I was like, this studio's fucking amazing, and I'm just going to play everything they make. And just forgot. (laughs) Um, and didn't play anymore and i think it was because i was just getting into the industry at the time and i just had to concentrate on loads of other stuff so i just never got back to them and so went back tried this unavowed which came out a few years ago but came out latterly on switch which is where i played it and just absolutely loved it it's a point and click adventure where you play a character who was possessed by a demon a year before and wakes up the start of the game is you waking up during an exorcism mm-hmm. by essentially a supernatural police force called the Unavowed. Nice. And you're in like a noiry New York and you get exercised and then they're like, 
you've been causing fucking terror in New York for the last year. (laughs) And everyone thinks you did it. You, the, your only hope, really, to survive and not go to jail is to join us, and we'll keep you safe. But you have to help us investigate your crimes as a demon. Um, and then it's just like it's essentially six separate cases that you go on, all interlinked, where you meet characters and stuff. The really interesting part about it is it's a point and click where the puzzles are kind of there, but they're basically perfunctory. And what it actually is is sort of a secret bioware game so it's very narrative and choice focused and it's about it's as much about your interactions with characters and how you solve things with which characters as anything else it's like so you've got a choice of i think it's four characters by the end but you can only ever bring two with you on a case and which ones you bring will change how you solve that case based on their different abilities so like one's really agile one's a spirit medium one is literally a fire mage um like so you've got this kind of wild weird set of people and it's just like nicely voice acted really interestingly written i've seen people have a bit of a problem with the ending i kind of liked it but it's you know it's quite fantasy tropey um there is a uh, there's there's some great story twists and like yeah, there's just really good stuff in there. And I, it was just such a massive surprise, and I'd not heard people talk about it. I was I'm, like, yeah, this is fucking brilliant. I'm looking at it now. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm into it. I'm, I think I might play it. Like it's, you said, it looks yeah, it looks a little like the outside of like a broken sword. That's what I was thinking. X-Files yeah. themed almost. Like, yeah. yeah. And it's not and, It's not massive. It doesn't take, it would take you about eight hours, maybe that, if that. Um, and it's just mm-hmm. like, I just found it like such a pleasant distraction over Christmas and just like such a good set of stories mm-hmm. and again monster of the wiki stuff like every case is interlinked into the thing but it's self-contained it's like you start here you have to stay here till you solve it you'll get a nice little nice little payoff mm-hmm. oh, it's good stuff man but it's does cool. it have a little hamster you can make run around to lose weight <laughs> absolutely not <laughs> no well, what's so the point what is it on is it just on pc or is pc it on, and switch switch yeah, i see yeah. oh it's on mac as well oh and mac yeah Ooh, that's, um, a, that's a yeah. lovely surprise it's good man i really liked it I do like a good little hidden nugget from Joe. Mm-hmm. There we go. Joe's hidden nuggets. Joe's Get on my nuggets. My number one may not come as a surprise if you know my uh, affections for a certain film called Moana, but my number one is Encanto, mm. which is oh my. the latest Disney Lin Manuel Miranda mashup. Um, it's just such a joy it's kind of like the spiritual successor to moana in my head once again just incredible songs from lin-manuel miranda he is very good at making catchy music i mean it's i think prolific is the word we can now use for him (laughs) (laughs) non-stop um but yeah it's just so much fun it's ridiculously colorful like if you don't know what the story it's it's set in Colombia, and it follows this girl mirabelle who's part of a family and Everyone in this family, apart from her, has gifts that have been given to them by this magical candle, basically, that was found a few decades ago. So she's the only person in this family who doesn't have a gift. And, like, these gifts are basically superpowers. Like, one person has super strength, one person's a shapeshifter, one person could just kind of conjure flowers from nowhere. Like, there's just all these abilities. And basically, one day she has this vision that the candle's going to go out and she basically has to in her own head stop this from happening and it's just it's kind of like you know it's a classic disney 
trope like it's not the most revolutionary story in the world you know exactly what you're going to get you're going to get the emotional denouement you're going to get incredible songs amazing animation the hair in this is ridiculous um but yeah i just i watched it about a week ago and i kind of want to watch it again every day since i might even watch it later who knows like it's only 90 minutes as well which is fantastic <laughs> you can just put it on basically a couple of albums in a row that's all it takes nice. I, I i loved encanto and i think everyone would love encanto i think you'd have to have a heart of stone if you didn't like encanto i've really but there you go stopped watching pixar and disney animated stuff in the last few years and i don't know why mm. i'd like i never watched toy story 4 I saw oh, Soul. Luca. You watch never Luca? watched Luca. That was really good. Never watched Onward. Never watched Encanto. Well, I haven't watched, watched Encanto. Like, have you seen Moana? I have seen Moana. Um, okay. But like, yeah, it's a, for some reason it's just completely fallen off my radar in the last few years. I'd probably need to do yeah, like a I, binge I where I just like, weep for an entire day. I feel some like they're of them not doing haven't been as strong anymore. They're not. Is that right? Um, Luca was straight to Disney Plus. Yeah, wasn't it? It feels uh, like Soul was Christmas Day last year. Straight. To that Disney was straight Plus. to Disney Plus. I, I don't yeah, know if that's just yeah. pandemic or new strategy or. I what. think it's pandemic. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know if Encanto. I think Encanto is in cinemas at the same time as it's on Disney Plus. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I watched on Disney Plus. Yeah, I, I would. I can't recommend this enough. It's so much fun. Just so nice. Um, I'm looking forward to those it. are all our lists. That took a little longer than I thought. But have we got any quick honourable mentions that people want to? I've got loads. Um, yeah, I've got a few. <laughs> you got a quick um, ones? <laughs> I've got a quick one. I finally started watching Succession. I just finished season one last oh. night. What a show! Cannot wait yeah. to start watching the rest of it. But everyone's already spoke about that, so not yeah, that fun. It's good, isn't it? Um, so Resident Evil Welcome to Ra- Raccoon City don't watch Resident Evil Ra- Welcome to Raccoon City <laughs> uh, oh, I also played through Dead Space 1 and 2 in their entirety oh Christmas, Merry Christmas which look brilliant <laughs> like Dead Space 2 is like proper underrated I feel like it's a fantastic game like you said it was, was better than Resi 4 I, I truly believe that like I know, I'm well aware it stands on its shoulders I you know obviously is mm. heavily inspired but I think it takes it to the next level I think some of the action sequences are fantastic they just I love more than anything, just the presentation of Dead Space, like mm. the way the world mm. looks, the way the UI is built, or lack of UI, I should say, and the sound is incredible. Yeah, I'm a big fan. But yeah, that's, <laughs> that's basically it. There you go. Joe, you said you had loads. Here we go. Wheel of Time, finished it. Shite. Absolute <laughs> bollocks. Uh, cannot believe how bad that show ended up being. Uh, Warhammer 40,000 Space Marine. Brilliant. Can't believe I hadn't played it before. Really excited about the second one. Uh, un- unpacking, I thought was lovely, but ultimately quite that. boring. Um, I didn't actually enjoy playing Unpacking. I enjoyed the story. No, it's not much of a game, is it? It's, it's, it's got a nice little story. I just thought there'd be more puzzle to it. It's not much puzzle. Mm-hmm. Um, no. Weirdly, I'll watch one hour photo for the first time. I've oh, never I? seen that. Very good. <laughs> I actually <laughs> really liked it. Yeah, it's I a thought, good film. Yeah. I thought people yeah. thought, for some reason I had it in my head that people were like, oh, it's just sort of like also ran oh, trash. I really like it. I thought it was really fun. Also, I had the really weird experience of, for some reason, I was choosing between that and Choke, the uh, Sam Rockwell <laughs> film based on Chuck Palahniuk. <laughs> and I realized that Choke was directed by Clark Gregg, who plays Agent Coulson. So all the way through, I was like, ah. Oh, isn't it weird that Agent Coulson directed Choke? And I just sort of had it in the back of my head. Then he turns up in one-hour photo as one of the policemen. It's really strange. <laughs> oh, anyway. Freaky. Uh, I 
played uh, Football Manager 2022. I thought I was out. Oh, I'm back in. I, I, played, played, I played a ton as well. Yep. I've played two seasons as Blackburn. Got them into the Premier League. I know you've I'm, also been playing Blackburn. Yeah, I'm four seasons me. in as Blackburn. Yeah. Um, uh, so that was nice. Uh, we're not bringing back It's Football Day. Please don't I, I have signed Pats and Dacker and he's banging them in. Oh, so that's lovely, lovely. news. Um, and finally, I just this is slightly afterwards, so it didn't quite make the actual list. But uh, I played these three games by a guy called Tim Scheinman. Cardi, and actually, Dale, I think you'd both really like these games. Um, he's an indie developer, and he makes essentially what are like riffs on Obra Dinn and her story, right. but just about music. And like it's all music he composes. So the first one is called Family, and it's basically he invents a fake scene of 80s pop musicians in London and creates this whole like backstory for all the different band members. And you listen to their music and listen to and like read through um, interviews and stuff they've done and just put them on a family tree of all these bands that turned into other bands that turned into other bands okay. over the course of this oh. pop scene. And it's okay. literally just one screen and you just do that. Then he iterated on that and made a game called Rivals, which I think is fucking amazing, which is the same idea, except you're putting together the chapter headings of a book about these two guys that started a band that was essentially like Wilco or like one of those alt country bands, mm. mm-hmm. split up and made two bands and had like a rivalry for about 10 years. And you're essentially putting together a biography of these two guys by listening to their music uh, which is all like really good alt country music written by one man, but performed by loads of people. Uh, listening to interviews and reading like bits of correspondence that either they or other people have sent about them, and you have to put you have to work out what order their history went in and put them in in chapters. That's mad. It's fucking brilliant. And then the yeah. third one is weirder, called Echo Beach, which is a game set in like. 15 or 20 years time in the UK and the government has banned music and you play a character who is essentially a government agent trying to find secret musicians and put them in jail (laughs) by going on the internet and they all use pseudonyms and swap music on there. So you have to listen to their music and read their conversations over the internet and work out their real identities uh, based on clues they give in their own music. And then okay. that it works like that. All three of them are really fucking clever. I love that Oprah Din is and her story are like inspiring new games. And yeah. if you're into music, like it's genuinely fascinating listening to one person compose like sixteen different genres of music in one game. Amazing. And then it's fucking brilliant. It's I'm, so I'm definitely good. into that. I, that I cool. will one hundred percent check that out yeah i, but, I want more obridin likes i'm i do understand it's very hard to make a game yeah. the quality of but the ge- <laughs> genuinely try try family it's free it's on itch mm-hmm. you can play it in your browser if you want to i think um and it takes like an hour and i think it's really really smart and then if you like that yes. just move up through his stuff but rivals really is the one where i was like this is mad he's made up not just a band and their music but like their entire history over 20 years like That's it's fucking crazy. incredible it's so cool Amazing, I'll check that out. Mine are a little less niche, my uh, honourable mentions. For Christmas, I got the 4K Blu-ray of Terminator 2. Ooh, oh, that was, a good, that was a good treat to watch yeah. the last week. Um, I've historically not been a massive Terminator fan, but re-watching Terminator 2, I found finally, ad- finally admitting it to myself, yeah, this is, this is banging. Yeah. Um, especially, I mean, 
this remaster in 4K looks incredible as well. I can't tell you how shiny Arnold Schwarzenegger <laughs> looks during that pool scene right at the start. He, oh, if, if he did sweat, you'd see it. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's it's that's a good film, isn't it? The yeah. music's good, isn't it? Um, good. Yeah, if you didn't know Terminator 2 is good, there's a recommendation. Um, <laughs> another one was I rewatched Series 1 of American Vandal, which came out a few years oh, ago on yeah. Netflix. Still amazing. I kind of forgotten most of the twists and turns. Um, if you don't, if you didn't watch American Vandal before, it's kind of it's a mockumentary that came out at the same time of the height of like Making a Murderer, and it's very much that style. It's, it's made by Netflix, but it's a better story than Making a Murderer. <laughs> yeah, it probably is. Like obviously, it's this is mockumentary. It's fictional, but it's all about who painted these twenty. Um, spray paint uh dicks yeah. on teachers cars in a parking lot of school and it's just got some incredible moments some great twists i think we've mentioned before the and like they spend a whole episode piecing together the events of a party yes, via like so mobile funny. phone footage and stuff <laughs> it's 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 if you haven't watched american band i feel like it's been buried and forgotten in the last couple of years but genuinely one of the best things on netflix season two good not as good i can't yeah. even remember what season two is about what was it yeah, Shitting it was in about class or something. someone basically um, in a cafeteria, like either like spiked the food or something. So everyone just had diarrhea oh, yes. in school. Yes, I do. But do they that. call it the browning or the brown, oh, <laughs> yes, the brown out something. or the yeah. brown out, something like that? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah it's it's a bit childish, but it's it's very good stuff. And yeah, my season one is definitely mention, way better. Yeah, You're right. the dip, my so. last honorable mention goes to Don't Look Up, which sadly I didn't really like that much mm. uh i love adam mckay stuff like from anchorman to the big short is one of my absolute favorite films vice i even really liked quite a bit but don't look up just didn't work for me i know what it was going for 100 percent. like i got the message very clearly i just didn't find it very fun or funny which is a shame because that's one of the most ridiculous casts ever yes. put together and it just it just didn't like they're all fine but yeah it just didn't i just I just didn't find it funny, which was a shame. And I get that this one, more than any other of his films, maybe isn't trying to be a comedy outright as such, but I felt like it still had to be entertaining, which I didn't really find it, yeah. which is a shame. I need to but watch there it. There we go. I need to watch it. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's a little bit too long. So anyway, those are, that's everything we did over the past like three weeks. Why don't you let us know, you know, what's the best thing you got for Christmas this year? That's what I want to know. What's the best Christmas present you got? Send it to IGN underscore UK feedback at IGN.com. And now, it's been a few weeks since we had one of these. A quick little end of search. Oh! Inside, it's a UK IGN crew. Yeah, 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 and the ones and twos. We got the games gonna play for you. Inside, I got question for you. Hotel the DJ, we're coming through. Yeah, yeah, and the ones and twos. We got the games gonna play for you. Inside, I got question for you. Is it in the search? We're gonna do a quick, endless search of the Metacritic games. So I've got five topics here a mixture of films and games, and okay. I basically want you adele and joe to find between you the highest metacritic not between you against each other even the highest metacritic score for each of these topics so the first one i want the highest scoring game on metacritic you can think of and it's a game where you play as a child and that child has to be 16 or under (laughs) okay that that is the rules got one six okay well joe's joe's got one okay so i'm i'm kind of how long do i get to think do i just does joe get to go i'll give you a few seconds i'll give you a few seconds because i'm stuck um, with it like 
what are the parameters of the word child? 16 and under, I said. No, I mean, like, human being? (laughs) Is Sonic the Hedgehog a child? I don't know. No. Tails is a child. Is Link Link a child? Young Link Link is. Yeah. Is he? Because he's like... Are they six? I'd have to do some research if they were... A hundred percent young Link is a child. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, right. That but, gives um, you two pretty good games, which <laughs> yeah, I'm very annoyed right, about. Yeah. But I'm sticking with my original okay, just because right, okay. I'm an Jen, honourable what, what man. Your, what is yours? Brothers A Tale of Two Sons. Okay, oh, that's a good I thought you might go for that. Yeah. Uh, me okay. If you haven't heard me say it before, one of the best games of its generation. Play it. It's fucking incredible. Easily. I am not sure which games have Young Link, <laughs> but I think Wind Waker, maybe? Yeah, yeah, that's a Young Link. Mm-hmm. I'll take it. I'm not going to look up how old is Link. In, in, in He's Wind definitely young to 16. He's, he lives with his grandma. <laughs> okay. Also, the fact that you didn't choose Ocarina of Time is absolutely insane. <laughs> but I wasn't sure if he was a kid. And I, I'm he's, just thinking of art styles. That's he's Young Link like. at the start, and then you get the time travel bit, uh, and it becomes so, old. Yeah. Brothers Tell of Two Sons, and 90. Ooh, that is really high. Mama. Wind Waker, 96. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I would have gone for The Last of Us, because you do play as Ellie. So it's one point to Dale with a little bit of help, shall we say, from uh, from Joe. There. A kind help. And we didn't get an answer whether Sonic is a child or not. He's, uh, <laughs> I, I, no, I would clarify it to human. Is Link a human or is he? That's what. Himself? That's what my whole concern was. Like, he's is Link whatever, a human? He's, a, he's human enough. Because he's yeah, a boy or whatever. Yeah. Second one is I want the highest Metacritic score, Metacritic score for a Denny Villeneuve film. Oh, okay. There's not many to choose from. But Dale's going one? first, right? Yeah, Dale gets first dibs on this one. I've got. I think I. I think I know the right answer, but I'm not sure. Oh God, I'm not 100 percent of one of them. This film, I'm doubting myself. <laughs> okay, well, I'm going I'm to say Blade Runner 2049 only because I'm not. A million percent sure that Prisoners is a Denny Villeneuve film. It is. It is. Fuck well, I wasn't going to choose it. You can have it if you want. Okay, Prisoners. Let's do that. I'm going <laughs> Sicario because I think that was pretty much critic. But I mean, yeah, Prisoners only has a seventy. On what? The script, which is that's low. That Some is people mad. don't like that. They Love find that it film. too dark. It's incredible. I didn't follow that critical reception. I just everyone I know um, thinks it's brilliant. Denny Villeneuve, Sicario. Is an 82. Ooh. So that is his highest scoring film. That's what Sicario. I thought. Blade Runner and Arrival both have 81, but Sicario is an 82. Jeez, Blade Runner has an 81. I thought that was way more mixed. Mm. No, there we go. I think because a lot of people who loved it, like us, did give mm. it like a 10, so that weighs it. Uh, mm. But yeah, there we go. Uh, Sicario wins it. It's one all. Yes. The next one is I want a game with turn based combat. Hmm. Okay, I've got uh, Does that... What are, what are we talking about? Uh, active time battles as well? <laughs> That's turn-based, mate. I will count it, as long as yeah, you're taking turns. So Final Fantasy VII. Wait, hang okay. on. Did I get to go first on the last one? Yeah. yeah. Busted. Right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, uh, I consider... Well, it has to be... Is Final Fantasy VII actually going to be on there? I hope it is. Oh, it's had re-releases. Uh, that's a good question. Me, Final uh, Fantasy Tactics. Just let me make sure Final Fantasy VII, the original, is on Tactics here. is a good shout. Mm. 
I never was oh. into it, but I remember it scoring quite highly across the board. People love. I mean, just yeah. find yeah. Final Fantasy VII on Metacritic, the original. Because, uh, 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 okay, yeah, I found it. So, sorry, you want what was yours? Uh, Dave? Tactics. You want tactics. Final Fantasy tactics. Is that just Final Fantasy Tactics One, not uh, uh, any of the others? Yes, just the original. Just the original one. Okay. Final Fantasy VII on the PlayStation 1, the original, is a 92 on Metacritic. PlayStation uh, PlayStation Tactics Final (laughs) Fantasy Tactics is an 83. Ah. So uh, there we go. Um, Getting it there is Joe. I would have... I don't know why I'm joining it saying this is what I would have gone for, but I like doing it. <laughs> I probably would have gone Persona 5 Royal. Oh, yeah. That's a good shot. I was thinking Chrono Trigger as well. Oh, but, yeah, that's yeah. another good shot. Number four ties into something we were talking about earlier. A Pixar film. What is the highest scoring Pixar film? On oh, my God. Dale's going first as well. There's a lot. Like, I don't There's know what I'd choose for this one. I know, straight off. I'm stuck between two. I'm going to go Finding Nemo. Ooh. My other one was Wally. What I was thinking. I'm going Ooh. Toy Story Two. Oh, Toy Story Two versus Finding Nemo. I mean, I think Toy Story Two is far superior. Uh, <laughs> me, but this isn't my. Uh, it would be much of a game if we were just asking me. But right, Finding Nemo has a ninety on Metacritic. Okay, fair play. Toy Story Two. 88. Oh, <laughs> I would agree. Swap those around. Out of curiosity, what was Wally? Wally. I feel like that would be lower. Would it I feel like it got a really good critical reception when it came. Oh, 95. There you go. Oh, <laughs> I, I think okay. Wally's still the best, personally. It's up there. Oh, there, there's a lot of good ones on there. Mm-hmm. They are good. Right, two all. Going this last one. Oh. It's a game, and I want any game with the name of a place in its name. It doesn't have to be a real Ooh. place. The name of a place. Good category, Cardi. Yeah. I mean, it's hard, and I hate you. Yeah, it's really hard. Yeah. <laughs> um. I don't know. The more you think about it, there's more. There's lots. It just doesn't have to be a real place. Um, yeah. But now, yeah. I want it lodged that I wish it was FIFA 98 Road to the France World Cup, <laughs> but it's not. Honestly, I'm struggling to get Tokyo Drift out of my mind right now. <laughs> that's not a game. Did they make a game of Tokyo Drift? No, but know. that's all I can think of right now. Um, uh, it is Joe to go first as well. Yeah, I'm struggling. Oh, I've got one. I've got one, actually. One I sec, think you're going to kick yourself. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> the thing is, I've got two, and I think they're both middling answers. <laughs> Mine is definitely middling as well. I'm going to need an answer from you. Fuck it. Um, I'm going to say GTA London. I said it didn't need to be a real place. Oh, I didn't actually hear you say that. No, it did not need to be a real place. Fuck it, I'm sticking with it. GTA All, I can, think, all I can think <laughs> okay. of is real place ones as well. Exactly, be good. We'll uh, go for, it's okay. retrospectively okay. Right, on the real Virginia. place. Virginia. <laughs> Neither of you thought that. Okay, I'm going to say all the things you could have had. Afterwards. Okay, 
Um, <laughs> We're in the hot like seat garden. Sa- We've done quite a lot like Vice, like Vice City. Yeah, but um, we didn't. I didn't hear that. So you, I thought this was a better question. I said it like it three times. To be fair, I heard it and I still didn't think of that. So I'm the idiot. <laughs> okay, let me try. Is GTA London even? I can't even find it on. It was. It's PS One. It might not be on there. I've got a. I've got a bad place name replacement. If you want one as well. Oh no, I've got. I've got the PSP one. Is that it? No, I was thinking PS One. I'll give you a different game replacement. Game. Yeah, give me a different game uh, along me and Dale's chosen lines of this yeah. this round. Driver <laughs> San places. Francisco. There we go. We love that. But I think Driver. I got a mixed critical reception. Yeah. So. Uh, which platform? Uh, I don't remember what its original platform was. PC, PS3, Xbox 360, or Wii. Let's kinda... go 360. People love yeah, the 360. Probably the best cool. Um And yours was Virginia. Yeah. Which I feel like people liked. I really yeah. Um, again, what, um, people what don't like platform? You, you can have PS4, PC, or Xbox One. PC. That's the worst choice you could have made. Oh. Made it easier for me. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, Driver San Francisco is an 80 is it? Oh, that's oh, quite cool. I thought that was going to be much lower. Uh, Virginia is a 74. If you nah. had said Xbox there, I think you would have got an 80 as well. So we oh. didn't need another round of that, so that's fine. <laughs> Joe wins. What's the uh, best cracking game? What's the best real place name one you can think of, Carly? Real place that's name? Good. San Andreas, would maybe? You count, I guess. Would you count New Vegas? That is Las Vegas, uh, but it's New Vegas. Yeah. I don't know. I, I would have accepted it for chutzpah reasons. <laughs> it is meant to be the real Las Vegas in it, so I'm fine with that. Oh, okay, yeah. real ones. I uh, thought just what what was the highest one we can think of. So I said San Andreas. I mean, I would have gone yeah, but San Andreas or Vice yeah. City probably. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. A lot of good games in the world. If you didn't know, uh, <laughs> great. We go. Um, who's got some uh, feedback? I've got some feedback. I got some from Tom Meadows, and he says, "Doc Hunt." Hope everyone had a great Christmas break. Hello. <laughs> I'd like to give you an I know I'm not the target demographic, but I love it anyway award this year. This is to play off the back of the alternate awards. Uh, oh, a close runner up was the cartoon Bluey, a kid's animation made in Australia about a family of dogs. It's probably the best made kids program going with humour for all ages and a lot of heartwarming stuff too. Never heard of that. You heard of Bluey? I've heard loads of people talking about I've Bluey heard recently. About it. Mm. Yeah, I've not watched it, but I have heard that it's very good for what is meant to be a children's TV show. Uh, My winner, however, is Jurassic World Camp Cretaceous. It's another animated series set during the events of the two most recent Jurassic films, and it's absolutely thrilling. I know it again again is targeted at kids, but it really captures the spirit of the first Jurassic Park film with equal parts amazement and terror. Keep up the good work. Also, congratulations to Joe on his engagement and Jesse on being young. Lots of love, yeah, Tom that's, Meadows. That's big news for Jesse. Yeah. Good yeah. He's still um, young. You guys watch Camp Cretaceous? No. I haven't. I, but I've, again, I've heard good things. That yeah. It's fun. I've always thought it looked rubbish. I didn't realise yes. people liked it. I watched one episode of it and I was like, mm, not sure, to be honest. But who knows? Must be good. A little look, Tom likes it. For certain, for certain. Absolutely. Good stuff. Uh... Is it me next? Yes, yes, I've got a piece of feedback here from Mike Hyam. He says, hi, guys and girls. After listening to Jesse talk about how much fun Resi 4 in VR was, I decided to get it for myself. All I can say is, wow, yes, 
it's the nuts. A long-running complaint about VR has been there's lots of short, fun experiences available, like boxing and dancing, but very few full-fledged games. Not the sort you get on console or PC, anyway. Resi 4 in VR seems to show that uh, that can change in the future. So my question, what other console or PC games would you love to see get the Resi 4 treatment in VR? Be down with the sea. Dale's going to say Dead Space. I absolutely was going to say Dead (laughs) Space. That would be horrible. Too specifically, I like horrible, it's fine. (laughs) Give it to me. Um, I want Beatles rock band Warriors. Dynasty Warriors with waves of waves of them running. It'll be great. All you have to do is stand still and just hit people into the air a thousand times. Did this ever exist? Maybe it existed as a demo. Was there ever a time when Rock Band or Guitar Hero made a VR no version? Yeah, people love Beat Saber. That would be great. Yeah, it's like Beat Saber. Yeah, basically. Yeah, Um, Fuser as well. If you could do Fuser in VR and be actually swapping the things, that would be really. That could be the revival. The uh, the uh, plastic uh, guitars need. Imagine Beatles Rock Band, but you're in the Beatles. (sighs) Unfortunately, harmonics now just make music yeah. for Fortnite. For, for, so yeah. I actually thought about playing Beatles Rock Band again the other day. But, yeah, the, the, but I've got it somewhere. The art the art style is very like simple, cartoonified, right? So it'd be kind of weird yeah. to be in that world, to be fair. I think it'd probably uh, be better like VR wise though, that's good. Like I wanna see the, the pause on John Lennon's nose. I want to be be in there. This is a very different game. You want to be in his nose. (laughs) I want to be in Ringo's nose. In John Lennon's nose. The blockbuster first game from Dale's Rover. (laughs) I think I choose something pleasant like that. I don't want to be in Dead Space. I'd love that. Brilliant. (laughs) It's just talking about Resident Evil 4. It's the same sort of style. It's horrible. Yeah, again, I don't want to do that. (laughs) Fear. It's, It's powerful stuff, mate. Get I like it's, the mind, it's the mind killer. Joe, <laughs> yeah. um, what, what the last piece of feedback? I've got this from Jeff Smith. Hey, what's up, guys? So lately, I've been addicted to these YouTube videos from Food Insider. Should mm. be from IGN. <laughs> UK versus <laughs> US fast food and snacks. All right, I'm back in. <laughs> food Insider. UK and US fast food and snacks. One of the latest episodes was Walkers versus Lays. There's only one winner there. Towards the end, they showed some of the very exclusive crisps. (laughs) I've changed it to crisps, not chips. Very exclusive chips in UK from Walkers, Watsits, Quavers, Squares, and my favourite looking, Monster Munch, all in capital letters. I respect that from Jeff. Uh, I was thinking about ordering some to the US. So my question is, out of these four, are any of them good? Yeah. And if so, which should I order? Thanks, well, Jeff. So Respect the seat. This, this, is a, this is key stuff for us. Yeah. I think this is good content. This is heartland content I, for the IGN so we've got, podcast. We've got Watsits, Quavers, nah. Squares, and Monster Months. I can easily say now, Quavers, bottom of that barrel. What? Yeah. No, I'd put Watsits at the bottom. Well, no, so Quavers the problem are, is nah. that Watsits I like, but the US has Cheetos, which are 100%. a better Watsits. They, they, they okay. have so many variations of that style I mean, as well. Can we at least say we're all in agreement here it's between Squares and Monster Munch? Well, the thing is, I think Monster Munch are the most interesting, but yes, I don't actually too. like them. I don't, don't like eating you? Monster Munch. See, pickled onion Monster Munch is what you want, really. Oh, I like beef. <laughs> that sounded like you weren't talking about Monster Munch. You were just talking about, yeah, yeah, just the talking food about stuff. Meat in general. <laughs> no, beef flavoured uh, Monster Munch. 
is uh, I delicious. Like the I, I like the salt and vinegar squares. I feel like you get they're a lot more. So of salty as well. Like they're proper. Yeah. That's the thing about the squares is they're a, they're an actual assault. Yeah, on your gums. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> quite crunchy as well. They might take you by surprise. Um, mm. I know what you mean there. Yeah, a what's I do like a what's it, but a che- you've already got Cheo, so why do you yeah. need what's it? Yeah, and also um, like walkers are great, but they have already got lays, which. It's basically yeah. the same thing as well. I'm, I'm thinking maybe we're saying Monster Munch is they're the most individual. This is it. Jeff, you should get Monster Munch because you, you don't have crisps like this. Yeah. <laughs> can I introduce Can I introduce a wild card? Yeah. Assuming that they don't have it in America. Transformer snacks. I haven't oh, had so a Transformer I... snack. <laughs> maybe ever. What? <laughs> like, they're from so long like, ago. They're like yeah. the Space Raiders, aren't they? Yeah. yeah the ones where you, you can make a little Transformer, yeah. put I wheels on I, it. I don't think they actually taste very good. Oh, uh, what, my suggestion was going to be, and I know Joe about me up here, nice and spicy Knickknacks. Oh, uh, yes. Get some. Yeah, that's the thing. If you want yeah. if you want a Cheeto uh, taker on her, get nice yeah. and spicy or ribbon saucy Knickknacks. Don't get the scampy ones. No, do not get scampy Knickknacks. Um, and, uh, and Skips. Uh, skips are on the other side. Not skips. super. Int- uh, skips are better than quavers and have a similar melty mm. vibe. I would also <laughs> say, uh, if we want a wild card of wild cards, get yourself some slabs. I still <laughs> love the slab. Oh. I haven't had one in in years now. No uh, slabs. If you don't remember, are very thick normal crisps, and that's yeah. the that's the entirety <laughs> of their thing. They're just thick. They will break slab. your face. Yeah. Good stuff. Um, yeah, there we go. As as usual, always gotta get some crisps in there. Yeah, good stuff. A nice a nice short one to start the year off there. Um, <laughs> but you know, people. I'm sure I'm saying like people have missed this. It's like, there has been an episode every week. We've just not recorded one in three. Weeks. I've missed it. There we go. I barely po- yeah. I barely podcasted last month. The alternative awards oh. I think was my only one. So I'm very happy there to be go. back on a normal episode. Can we scratch we're your back itch? And, and we're better than ever. Bring Damn it right. on! It's the firm baby. <laughs> Uh, and you even got one minute of full manager chat. So what, what more do you need? There you need? go. Exactly. Right. Got your film. What music should we? Have? Oh, it's got to be a bit of Encanto, hasn't it? Now, now I said for it. it. Or is there any? Unless anyone's got anything nah, against it. You go I'm for it, mate. Encanto. Do it. Love it. Let's do it. Goodbye. Sweet dreams. Cousin Dolores can hear a pin drop. Camilo shaves. Chef Antonio gets his gift today. My older sisters, Isabel and Lisa. One strong, one graceful, perfect in every way. Rose of flower, the town goes wild. She's a perfect golden child. And we super strong, the beauty and the grunge, no wrong. That's life in the family, madre.